morning. It is the 6th of January in the year of our Lord 2021. And it's just coming up to 20 past 12 in the afternoon here in the UK. We're back with the Good Life Health Show. I'm Lou Collins and I'm joined as always by my co-host, the one and only Clive DeCarl. Hi, Clive. Hello, Lou. How are you? Good, thank you. And you? Very well. We look like we've got a little bit of sunshine coming our way here down in the beautiful southwest of England. What's it like? So like mid-southwest. Yes, I've had at least three five-minute spells of sunshine in a oh, rain. It's great. It is July, so for some, something very rare in July, obviously. <laughs> we get a like summer. Here and there. Um, so how is everything going? We did a show last week about um, the metasoma. Has there been much public interest in it? Well, somebody wrote to me this morning on Facebook saying that they'd sent out one of my Facebook messages to 2,500 people and had three replies. When I post on Facebook now, I'm likely to get maybe two or three replies at maximum, you know, whereas I used to get you know thousands or something yeah. sometimes. Now, now it's like I don't exist, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm having the same shadow banning. I mean, with 5,000 on my list on Facebook... I'm lucky the most I will get engaging on a post. If I'm a, around 100, um, sometimes I'll only get three people engaging on posts. So the shadow banning, and it's going across all platforms at the moment, all platforms. Uh, that's Twitter, Instagram. You don't really participate in those, do you? Uh, I, I don't. I've got too many things to, there's so many channels now to check every morning. It's I just can't keep up. Yeah, you need you need your own like personal assistant just to literally get through social media. Well, yeah, that's it. So you know, I've got my Telegram channel, the Clive de Carl Telegram channel, and uh, that one's fun. It and is. And they, they don't close you down. You even BitChute, who are meant to be totally impartial, uh, take my videos off and put a message up saying, "This content is illegal in your country." Whatever that means. Wow. wow. I know since um, there's been a lot of things since the whole um, us breaking away from the EU, we are getting seem to have a lot of that, that we're not allowed to join the party on some things because it's illegal in our country or um, our country's recordings are illegal if it's certain content. Um, and I think Rumble have also removed places of people. I know um, Mr. Truthbomb, He's 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 been removed from Rumble and Bitchu. Uh, you know, you, and okay, we have got that many, but there's there's not many who there's not many of them. We we don't have many of where we can be truly free to talk. No, without being I, censored. Well, quite brand YouTube, I think, is a reasonably good one. Um, I wonder how many people now have heard about Eric Clapton, whether. The news has been spread around or not. I, everybody I speak to now in the street or in a shop, I'll say, have you heard about Eric Clapton? And um, uh, nobody has really. Well, well, sorry, Eric Clapton, what? So you, you didn't hear what happened to Eric Clapton? Nope. Clearly not. He lost <laughs> the use of his hands after having the second AstraZeneca jab. No, really? Now, this would normally be front page news worldwide uh but of course it's not so 
what's going on? Well, they don't want people to know because if people realised that um, Eric Clapton had lost the use of his hands, uh, obviously people would be thinking twice about the vaccine. It would be front-page news. Absolutely. And it is a cover-up. So it's... I mean, luckily, after about three weeks, he's a lot better. And there's a, a film he's made. It's on brand new tube. He put it out about a month ago now uh, about the experience and how you know he, he wished he hadn't done it and so on. And uh, so, yeah, shadow banning Eric Clapton. Who would have thought? But it, it's a gift because now anybody you meet, you don't have to, you don't have to give your opinion. You just say, have you heard about Eric Clapton losing the use of his hands? And everybody's interested. Everybody. So you don't have to say I'm anti or you don't have to say anything. You don't need to say anything, is it? That one fact. And then you say, isn't it surprising that it's not in the papers? Why do you think that is that? Why do you think there's been no publicity anywhere about it? And let people think for themselves. Because this is going to grow from here. There are going to be more and more people like Eric Clapton who are trying to tell people and who are ignored. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I mean, without big tech eventually need to get held responsible. They've got to be. I mean, we know they're in the pockets, DARPA and, and everything else, but people have got to stand they have to stand accountable. But then, of course, they hide behind corporations, so nobody does get stand accountable. It's just something drastic has got to be done. And um, we, I mean, I'm holding all out. I mean, it, it is up to us. We've got to, we've all got to make a stand. We've all got to hear our voices heard. Um, I know, you know, people marching on the street, it may not do much for, for others. But to have that unity, it kind of, it inspires people to, to to get out there and do something, doing doing those rallies and everything else. And um, well, I think we just got to wait and see, Clive. I don't know. I don't know what you can see going forward, or are we actually now? That's it. We are in this utopia, dystopia, bloody country, and that's how it's going to stay. I don't think so. I think things are going to change, but I don't know how others feel about that. I think things are going to get good eventually. Well, I, I'm very optimistic, but I think the way things are going to change is by not doing things the way they've been done before. I mean, people for you know, centuries have been marching to complain. And yeah. it never really does any good. It, you know, people feel a bit better about it and something, but the, the government don't care. So I think that people need to do something different. My suggestion for the last 15 years has been that instead of marching, people should go planting. That's right. Uh, I don't know whether I mentioned this last week or before. Oh, we can talk about it again. It doesn't matter. I think the thing is that, um, let's say, uh, let's say a million people went on the march, for instance. Yep. Well, let's say even a small proportion of that, even 100,000, went out with seeds and nuts in their pockets. They've been saving the cherry seeds and the peach stones and the walnuts and the hazelnuts, whatever it is, and with great care and and sense, they plant them in sensible places. So it'd be a question of going to the council and saying, look, we're not marching next month, but instead we're going to be planting and you better be part of this because we're going to plant them anyway. And we want to plant them in the most sensible places we possibly can. So there's free food growing 
you know, let's say 100,000 people marched, they each planted 10 plants. Then let's say there are maybe another 100,000 people who volunteered to look after those plants, you know, make sure they're, they're all right and being cared for. Now, in not a, you know, a few years' time, we would have uh, trees that would be growing nuts and fruit. You know, I suggested that taking up some paving stones in, uh, along some of the streets where, you know, with the permission of the council, is, this is a good wide street, let's put food trees there, let's have the apricots, let's have them along this street. And, uh, you know, Tesco car park, one could invite people to pick their own fruit, plant and pick your own fruit long term. And, uh, you know, size, you don't have to go into the store, please help yourself to the apples and the peaches and the pears and whatever it might be. On your way in, you know, grapevines shading the walkways from the car park from the sun, you know. Lots, oh, you know, yeah. You know, what's the problem with planting free food? Well, I'll tell you what the problem is. Uh, the government won't allow it. If you were to find an apricot tree in a park, they would cut it down because the insurance wouldn't allow them to have an apricot tree because somebody might slip on the fruit. Uh, so starving people are going to be... Mi- oh, Clive, Clive, Clive. So, so how could, you know, could we, with one march, fix, fix the message that we're trying to give? Because if suddenly, all over the place, there were perhaps signs put up by the side of the road, you know, this is where we're planning to plant food, uh, or you know, whatever it takes, if 100,000 people or a million or two million really got behind this sort of idea that marching isn't going to work, what else could we do? What else could we do? Well, if a million people planted just one tree each, one million trees, um, that would be enormous, enormous. Okay, so how do we make it happen? I mean, down down where a friend of mine lives, they have the most boring um, sort of public park recreation ground thing that you can imagine. There is nothing there. There's some paths and there's grass and then there are weeds. And it's just horrible. You know, a public space, it, it, you know, it, it's rotten, absolutely rotten. And there could be lots of things planted in that space. You know, it's not as though there are, aren't a shortage of people without things to do. Um, uh, you know, I mean, there are loads of people around who... Perhaps they're not. They're being paid not to work, which is the most stupid thing ever. It's just... um, they could be socially bis- distancing with ten masks on in a hazmat suit, <laughs> planting stuff. You know, they could probably risk death. That's yeah. Okay, so how do we how do we get this to happen, Clive? Well, um, I was planning last week to actually. Uh, do something about it, but then things cropped up and I didn't. Uh, I think it's just a question of um, trying to spread the word around everywhere we possibly can and try and get somebody interested. Um, but how many, other Eric Cla- how many other Eric Claptons are, are there around there? How many people do we not know about? It would be super interesting. So I've been saying for decades, a lot of people have, that if only the famous people would stand up and say, this is wrong, whatever, whatever, war, whatever it is, this is wrong, people would listen. And they would, but unfortunately, Clive, they have all, the, the, the reason why they are there, they don't just get there just on their talent. You know, they have to apply by certain 
Well, they have some, to. some maybe, some. but Eric Clapton, you know, uh, he's been playing on his talent since he was 14. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, uh, he's done it all for himself. I don't believe for one second he's been got at uh, in the past. I think he's just a regular, a regular bloke. Yeah, true, true. And so that's what we need to do then. So anyone who knows a famous person and that they're good. Well, you know, like they, educate they, them and, and, and try to encourage them to do good because that is a good thing and they will be remembered for that. Well, absolutely. I mean, Van Morrison is another one who stood up and complained. He's made some songs about the whole farce. So there are people out there, but who knows? But I, as I said, I think, I think Eric Clapton is the big one because everybody who's hearing this really needs to look it up for themselves. There's a yes. film company called Oracle who made the interview with him. It's, it's on brand YouTube. And everybody needs to just familiarise yourself with, with, with what happened, start telling everybody. You know, I met somebody just the other day, so oh, my son's just gone off to have the second jab today. Uh. You know, and I mean, had I'd got to him yesterday and said, have you heard about Eric Clapton? Maybe he would have delayed. It wasn't though that there was a rush. You know, he wasn't in the age group. He was like 30 or something. He wasn't in the worrying age group. He wasn't about to go on holiday. Yet there was no reason other than he thought he should. Just ridiculous. I mean, I had a bit of a. It wasn't a. It wasn't anything nasty. It was a, with with a friend, uh, and it was over Facebook. Have you seen the advert that they've done the um, theatre performance about getting the vaccine for the NHS? I've seen a couple of idiots dancing in the street and singing wonderful COVID is, is wonderful songs. La, 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 la. I mean, it's horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. And I mean, that's to me is what desperation looks like. I mean, if that isn't a big clue to have a big alarm bells ringing, why, you know, why do they need to do that? But then somebody's on and on, my mum's 70 and you want to want to have it on yours. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I was a bit too hard. But I did go back and I said, look, unfortunately, it, what happens to old people is that you die. It's one of the only certainties in life. So agreed, yes, we should be, we should be shielding our elderly to keep them safe. But these vaccines are killing our kids. They don't need it. They're coming out with autoimmune problems. They're coming out with blood clots. You know, it's, it's just wrong, you know. And, oh, should we have freedom of choice? I said, yes, exactly. Freedom of choice. We don't need dancing adverts. We don't need these propaganda, like, down your face, scare, scare tactics. It's freedom of choice. We choose not to have it. So, I mean, I'll probably fall out. A lot of people will fall out of me. But, unfortunately, that, that as, as far as I think, that's the truth. Only certainty we've got in this life is dying. Um, Nobody gets out of here alive, as they say. Exactly. But, yeah, but my dad's 95, and every year he winds me up that he's had his flu jab. And he says, I've never had the flu. And I say to him, look, you've had sepsis and pneumonia several times. You know, you don't think that may have started with the flu? Oh, no, no. I was protected against the flu. And his carer just got Bell's palsy after being injected. And I said, uh, oh, dear, dear, you've had a, a reaction Oh, no, it's, it's um, just um, coincidence. 
when half her face collapses. They can't, they can't admit it, Clive. They won't even admit it. They'll still be there singing it. Like apparently my uh somebody in my family was ill with it. I mean, they're actually not talking to me. I've actually been booted out of the family now. Uh completely. I have uh I'm an orphan. No, I'm not really. <laughs> but, one side of the family has completely kicked me out. They, they, I probably won't ever speak to them again. But I heard that one of them was ill after having the second one. But they won't. They 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 won't link it. <laughs> They're in total denial that it's anything to do with it. So I mean, you can only do so much, can't you? And then you've just got to leave people to to, to do it. You can't. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just crazy. So listen, let's do a show. Um, now, I, I think I'd like to start uh, and just talk a little bit about calcium. Because, I mean, I don't watch the TV anymore, but I do know that the mainstream would have you everything, you know, you've got to have your fluoride toothbrush and it, the added calcium and when I was a child, it was always about drinking milk to make your teeth and your bones strong because of the calcium. I don't actually see many of natural health people. Yeah, OK, Holland and Barrett and your local chemists will have um, calcium supplements. But I don't ever hear anybody in a natural health, alternative health, talk about you need calcium. So, Clive, can you talk to me about calcium? Please? Okay. Well, most people have got enough calcium, generally speaking, compared to many other things. And calcium's in green leafy vegetables. Uh, you know, as everybody knows, it's in dairy. It, it, it's in a number of substances. But uh, calcium, on a very simplistic level, you could say is the opposite of magnesium. Now, from my testing... You know, I've tested thousands of people over the years, thousands of people, well, almost everybody is low on magnesium, as we've discussed in other programs. So magnesium dissolves calcium. So if you've got calcifications, could be calcified arteries, or it could be calcified joints like arthritis or bone spurs or whatever the calcium buildups can be, and you see a lot of it around, um, that's usually a magnesium deficiency nothing to do with a calcium deficiency. It's not necessarily that they've got an excess of calcium, but rather they've got uh, insufficient magnesium to balance it out with. So because we're stressed, we're burning up the magnesium, we're even lower on magnesium, therefore the calcium can become unbalanced, one might say. Now, there are a few people who are low on calcium. It does happen. Uh, if you are not eating dairy produce, then possibly that that might be the case um but even then i wouldn't suggest taking calcium without without taking magnesium as well just in case you end up making it worse by taking the calcium you know while it's true that bones and teeth and so on have a percentage of calcium in them it's magnesium and perhaps vitamin d and vitamin k2 which you get from grass-fed animal products, the latter, that are really important for healthy teeth. You know, I, I know a very, very prominent dentist, and she was telling me just the other day that uh, 
vitamin K2, in her opinion, and vitamin D3 in, in winter when there's no sunshine, then magnesium were probably the, the key elements. And vitamin K2 being super important for good teeth. This is what the dentist, Dr. Weston Price, found 100-odd years ago when he and his team were going around to investigate peoples who'd been newly discovered. They'd been eating the traditional lifestyle right up until they were discovered very recently. And he found they never had teeth problems. Nobody had to supplement with calcium or magnesium because everything they were eating was natural and seasonal. And, you know, I don't think he ever saw anybody who had a cavity. Now, people assume that if you do get a cavity, from what the media and the doctors say, well, you must be low on magnesium. They take more and often can make a whole host of things worse. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've actually got I've got appointments now for the next four weeks over at my dentist because my my teeth have got so so bad cavities and everything. And I think, you know, I'm going to have to have I've had one out in the last sort of like three weeks. And I, I think I've got I'm getting another one out later on this afternoon. So, but you could, you know, I think we, we, I think one of our first shows you discussed about teeth growing back, you know, the cavities, you can fix them. You don't need to be pulling teeth out. You don't need to be having all of these um, treatments on the tooth and like, ripping them out and obviously the mercury fillings as well. Um, and you said it's something with like washing it with colloidal silver, isn't it? And keeping that, keeping it clean, the area. I think we only discussed this not long ago as well. Just the key takeaway for people who don't know is that um, if you wake up one morning and you've got a cavity in your tooth and, and the tooth has been perfect up until then, right, never been butchered by a dentist, then if you had a cavity in your finger or you had a cavity in your nail, you wouldn't go and get get them repaired. You just leave them alone. You wouldn't rub food into the cavity of your, if, if, if you cut your finger equally, you wouldn't rub food into the cup cavity of your tooth if you had it if you had one you wouldn't want to pour sweet drinks or hot drinks into a cavity if it was your finger you'd know exactly what to do so leave it alone keep it sterile job done it repairs and the same is true of teeth if you've got enough nutrients basic vitamins and minerals like magnesium to make sure that uh, the tooth can grow vitamin d2 vitamin 3 uh, sorry, uh, vitamin K2, vitamin D3, magnesium really may well be the answers. Just re regrowing the tooth in 24 hours. You know, it's you carry on rubbing food breakfast into it over and over. It won't be able to repair. Leave it alone. You know, colloidal, colloidal silver could be a good thing to wash the mouth. That salt water is very, very effective. Good sea salt, Celtic salt for preference in water, you know, it's got gargle with it, rinse with it, spit it out. Um, there are so many things you, you can do uh, for teeth to, to repair them. But on one level, it's that simple. Just leave it alone for a bit, stop eating for a bit. Or if you do have to eat, try something like celery juice or um, something that's not sweet, cucumber juice, just something. And uh, it it's, you can repair your teeth. But once the dentist has taken his drill her drill and drilled a massive hole in the tooth to anchor in a, to anchor in a filling it literally is like that an anchor they have to drill out mounting points for it and your tooth is unlikely to grow again after that yeah 
oh, just the thought of that drill going through your ear and that vibration. Oh, don't. The best I'm psyching that... myself up for ten past two this but, afternoon. Uh, 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 in their favour, dentists are better at what they do. Their equipment has increased. I mean, now there are 3D uh, uh, X-rays that go round the mouth. Uh, there are huge advances in the technology that they've got to actually see what's going on because, you know, they haven't got X-ray vision and the old-fashioned X-rays were pretty lousy. Uh, but the, the newer ones, the new generation ones, are good. So I think it's, it, you know, if I was to go to a dentist now, I would try and get a lot of recommendations and I would ask them about their equipment. You know, are you using the latest 3D color technology? What, what are you using, you know? Um, and uh, try and find a dentist who is genuinely kind and genuinely cares. <laughs> are, there any, are, are, they, yeah. are they for the thing? Yes, you yeah, know, they exist. All oh, right, okay. Oh, good. It, well, show me because I just see all every dentist I've ever come encounter with has been a butcher. Well, mo most of them are. Most of them are unfortunately poorly educated, and what they learned twenty years ago at dental school, probably they may not have really swatted it up that more, that much lately. And I would suggest that you always want to see a dentist who has not yet got to the stage of reading glasses. You know, with. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's well, it's true. It's true. Oh, no, I just love the way you put things. It's just right. So, right, and now there's, there's so many topics I want to talk, and I don't know if we're going to have time for this. I and it's always it's always going to be about me, Clive. Sorry, I just jump on these things. You know, I'm in agony at the moment um, with my back again, not the sciatica. I've been using the magnesium, and in that respect, you know, I'm. I'm twisting and I'm fine. I feel kind of supple. My issue is in the mornings, trying to get out of my bed. I am doubled up. And if I need to go, you know, because I do wake up during the night, go and spend a penny and it takes me ages. On my back, I'm literally like hobbling. And I'm like kind of crouched over and I'm like, now I'm worried as, you know, you see those elderly people who can't lift their necks up and they've got their hump on their back. And I'm thinking... My God, am I going to end up like that? I mean, I don't even know what that is, so I wouldn't actually mind touching on why people end up with the humps on the bitch and very crouched over. Is it just because they've had poor posture or is there it's a certain condition? I don't know. Um, but I need to know something about the pain because the magnesium are doing me fine, but I am in pain when I wake up in the morning and it's like, oh, my back. And you mentioned that you thought uh, it was your mattress. Could it be as simple as that? It could well be. It could well be. I don't know. So I'm going to, you know, obviously I've now got rid of the bed. Now I've got rid of the bed and the mattress I think is good. It's quite firm. I think it could be the base of the bed because it's got these planks that are arched over. I don't know. No, I'm well, going to try tonight with the mattress on the floor. Yeah. But I would like some talk, a little bit of talk. Other than magnesium, what else happens with pain? What else can we do for pain? And specifically also the pain machines okay well i mean a simple one uh which is perhaps worth trying is to take some coconut oil and uh, add a few drops of pure oregano essential oil to it now you have to be careful with oregano essential oil 
because pure oregano oil is so powerful that it can literally burn the skin. But if you put a few drops into you know, a small amount of coconut oil, enough to cover the whole back, and just rubbed it in, let's say six drops of, of oregano oil in like a quarter of a cup of oregano oil and rubbed it into your back, okay. you might find that that will relieve it. Some people, it just takes a few minutes and uh, it's gone. Um, with that, you know what? There's so many people rave about oregano oil and I've never actually used it. Well, you can buy a, a bottle of it for, for probably 15 pounds or something. Um, you, know, you just wanted to say things like wild on it, ideally, or right. uh, ideally, just, you, you, you know, because essential oils are so powerful, you don't want any, you don't want to use an essential oil that's not natural or not organic, because who knows what, what they've used to extract it, you know, a good, a good manufacturer of essential oils will probably use distillation to extract it, but cheap ones, and you can buy them for like a fiver, they're almost certainly extracted uh, with a chemical, and uh, right. that, that that would be unwise. You know? um, okay. So um, that that would be one thing to do. Now uh, another one. Well, if you're bending over, if somebody's getting that dowager's hump, or you know they've got yeah <laughs> ankylosing spondylitis, there are a number of issues which are almost always magnesium deficiency related but obviously it does help if you just do stand upright you know somebody said years ago imagine you've got a piece of string pulling you pulling your body up by the top of your head and i was aware that i used to slouch you know as i walked around and i said well, i'll try this i'm gonna get put my shoulders back and walk like you do in the army sort of thing just upright yeah. and after a very short time uh some people started saying to me what a straight back you've got. Don't you look good standing up? I never ever said that before in my life. So habit, you know, about everything in life is good. You know, if, if I was um, uh, having back pain, um, I might try and do uh, some sit-ups possibly every day to keep get my back strong. If I was having disc issues like slip disc, bulging discs, that sort of thing, I might consider uh, eating a diet rich in the materials that the back's made of, like tendons and ligaments and so on. There was one point where the FDA in America uh, proposed making chicken feet soup illegal because people had been claiming it was curing their arthritis. If you can imagine chicken feet, they'll give them to you for free at the butcher probably. They're full of tendons and ligaments and bones. That's, that's almost all it is. And so people were making soups, as they've done traditionally, you're making chicken soups, for ages, and um, so for, for for a lot of people, just that getting the raw materials that we're made from back in them uh, does the trick. Another big one is sulfur. You know, sulfur-rich foods are some of the anti-inflammatories, which are great, like garlic and ginger. Um, sulfur is in lots of materials, eggs and liver and all sorts of things, and but you can get a a, a supplement called MSM sulfur and uh, ah and uh, I've been seeing a lot of things with MSM recently 
I don't know, it just keeps coming up on my life. People have just been putting the odd link here and there. It's caught my eyes on MSM, and I keep meaning to go back and find what this MSM supplement is. So uh, I've got a note here from somebody which says, um, I would often, uh, I took MSM and didn't feel much. I often would forget my second dose. Then one day, I just started to rem remember to take take it. Not only that, I even started uh, taking it three times a day. This, this person took six grams divided over the day in three doses, two grams at a time, which is about half a teaspoonful a time, something like that. Um, she then said those doses were followed by uh, five grams of vitamin C. And after, after two days, after starting this routine, I woke up with zero pain. Now, wow. the, the reason this can, can work like that, of course, vitamin C, particularly in high doses, is anti-inflammatory, one of the best anti-inflammatories out there, and so is organic MSM sulfur. It's not hugely expensive. Um, uh, one of the good signs, of course, is when they use this stuff for animals. Now, you, you ask uh, somebody into horses, what, what's me? It's MSM. They give MSM to horses with with huge success. So right, I I haven't heard. But when they're saying that, I mean, I haven't been near my horses in years, unfortunately. <laughs> but okay, okay. I mean, they're saying it's like the the miracle one of the one of the miracle um, supplements, and we're also waiting to see about uh, metasoma, and hopefully that will also end up being in this list as well. Well, um, so, I mean, the first time I interviewed anybody about sulphur, MSM sulphur, was Patrick McGeehan. That was when I was on UK Column, actually, years ago. And he, his son was dying of cancer, and he, he was desperate, as you might imagine. And he, he gave his son quite a number of things, but he felt that it was the MSM sulphur that that was the biggest remedy for his son, who obviously didn't die and was all right. Okay. Right, okay. Well, I think that might be something to go on my shopping list then, this MSM. Uh, I, can, uh, I can send you some. There's oh. some on the website. We, I can send you some. Oh, you really? Oh, right. I'll go to the website then. I, I, oh. I didn't even know that, Clive. I, I do apologise. Honestly, Clive, if everyone hasn't checked out um, clivedecarl.com, I really do suggest you do. It's just a wealth of knowledge. And then if you can get onto the Secret Health Club uh, and some of the, see some of the videos and some of Clive's interviews, they really are spectacular. And I do believe you've got some good interviews uh, coming up soon. I think you're on Crow 77 again soon, aren't you? Yes. And uh, you've got an interview with Dolores Carhill, who I keep missing. She keeps, I can't get through. She's in bad locations i was supposed to interview her next week she's actually texted me this morning and i've got a phone tonight at 10 to rearrange but they are in the middle of election so i don't want to uh i don't want to hound her it's more important that she goes and stands for that election so we might have to just delay the interview with dolores until the those elections that she's standing for um have happened so yes. i do apologize but how did it go with you and dolores it, it, was it a good talk? I've been fascinated. I can't wait till it comes out. Well, it was fantastic because basically she was explaining um, what you say to pass through 
authorities, no matter what they're trying to do to you, they want to test you, they want to do anything they like. And um, the, you'll find the video on brand YouTube. And if you just put in Prof Dolores Carhill and the oh, title. It's out, is it? The video's out. out. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, right. I didn't know that. Well, I'll get that up on my website as well, Clive. And the, the title is How to Travel the World Restriction Free and Successfully. So what she says is, because she's been traveling uh, all, all, all over the place, you know, flying regularly and doesn't want to comply with anything. And she says to the person trying to get her to do whatever it is, she'll say something along the lines of, well, um, what you're doing uh, is not legal and I will be suing you personally if you try to restrict my travel. And she says, you know, do you have a pension? Do you... Um, uh, do you have a house? Because even if you throw me in jail, I'll still be coming for it. I'll still be coming for you because you are personally responsible. And this is true of everybody in authority. And she has got it down pretty much. If you watch, if you watch the video, it's about an hour long. It, it um, basically she runs through it as to what to say and what to do. Obviously, you've got to be a bit brave to to want to take that on. But I think the more you listen to her and anybody who hasn't joined up to uh, Freedom Travel or Freedom Travel Airways, they need to check this out because there is a huge group of people, huge, who are just not going to take this stuff. They want to travel and they're not willing to put up with it, with being told what they can and can't do. And I think it's vital that we empower ourselves, you know, the Governments are our public servants. They're employed to serve us, not to punish or criminalize yeah. or, or do nasty things to us. They are our servants. And, you know, in a million, in, in England, there are over a million servants, you know, whatever, 60, 70 million people, and there are over a million servants. Now, life should be great if you had a million servants, surely. Well, you'd think, yeah, you'd think. You'd think. I mean, if if the definition of servant was redefined for you know the public services, um, it could be really good. I mean, when when did a, a traffic warden last serve you in any way? You know, if they served you, they'd be saying, "Look, there's a place you can park over there," or "I'll I'll just hold up the traffic while you pull in quickly." You know, we are not being served by anybody in government. No, we're not. We're not at all. And people have really got to wake up and realise that. And I think they slowly are. I think they slowly are. Um, sorry, I'm just on the website and there's a there's a product here. If you don't mind me doing this, giving you a quick quiz. <laughs> um, what's L Tryptophan? L what does that do? It's only because I want to order this MSM from you and this I'm just seeing what I've never heard of tryptophan. Okay. Uh, L tryptophan is uh, a material that makes uh, happy chemicals in the brain, you might say. Oh. And um, it's in my amino acid blend, but why we have it separate is that for some people, not, not a vast quantity of people, but for some people, L-tryptophan is the difference between happiness and not. I've had one person, at one point L-tryptophan was banned and then I brought it in again because they'd made a mistake. They, they couldn't successfully ban it. They made an error. 
And, uh, Were they trying to ban it? What reason was they banning it? Oh, there'd been a manufacturing fault. One of the companies making it had had made it wrong. And when, when it was realised that it was just a mistake you know, by one company, it wasn't L-Trip fan in general, they brought it back out again. Anyway, 5-HTP is the precursor to tryptophan, which people were using. And I had one or two people who said, look, I've just had the best night's sleep I've ever had, ever. It was the L-tryptophan. Now, some people, it's the opposite. Some people try L-tryptophan and they have a really rubbish night's sleep. But it's one of those things that most people know within one or two days of taking it. People, right. I want some of this because and, my and, trouble with yeah, Well, uh, the way to do it is to take half a teaspoonful in some water just before bed. Now, the results may happen that night or they may happen the next day. But usually within a couple of days, people suddenly realise that things have changed. And I've got a, a video, I think it's still on YouTube, actually, about L-tryptophan, where, um, you know, what, what, what's the manufacturer, actually, who, who says how, how it's used. and, and um, So... It's definitely worth trying. It's not the end of the world. If it doesn't work for you, you can always give it to somebody else who's having sleeping yeah, problems. Yeah, yeah. I'm going, to, I'm going to order that and that um, MSM. Yeah, I so think. we, we could send you that. Um, uh, you know, the amino acids in general are very, very interesting. Oh, I'll tell you a result I had just the other day, which blew me away. You know, I've got the Secret Health Club, and every month we do a Ask Live Anything session for members of the Secret Health Club where they can just come on for two or three hours and just ask me anything. Well, this woman I rang up, I'm, I'm just going to put it up on a video shortly, where she said, you never guess what happened, I got my hair colour back and, uh, what's the other one? Um, oh, completely gone out of my mind. Uh, oh yes, that's right. Uh, she stopped drinking red wine. She, she took selenium in the dose that I recommended, which is very, very different to what, what it would say, say on bottles of selenium generally. And she used my type of selenium, which is non-toxic, because you don't want a toxic version. No. Anyway, immediately, where she'd been drinking several glasses of wine every day, she completely went off it. Didn't feel like it at all, just gave up drinking within like a, overnight, essentially. And then after a while, her hair colour came back. Now, I'd never heard the hair colour thing coming back with selenium, but what I noticed when I started taking this particular version of selenium was that I had age spots. You know, people get liver spots, age yes, spots. Yes, yes. They all went away really quickly, just disappeared. Fantastic. And that was from the selenium? Selenium, So yeah. is it OK to use the selenium and the tryptophan at the same time? I uh, I, I don't think they could any way react in a... In a difficult way well, because I mean, I mean I take most of my supplements like when I get up in the morning with my apple cider vinegar and lemon juice um drink and I do most of my obviously the iodine I leave half an hour before anything else I do anything else then I do the vitamin c the magnesium uh the magnesium the vitamin c the selenium full uh, and the zinc and vitamin D. I'm not taking vitamin D at the moment because there's quite a lot of sunshine about and I'm out a lot. Um, so I'm not taking, I maybe take it twice a week, a bit of vitamin D. Uh, vitamin C, obviously, all the time. And then the full vit minerals. But this L-tryptophan, I would take of an evening. So yeah, two, uh, uh, half a teaspoonful before bed and you know, try it for 
a few days maybe and just just see see what happens. Um, it, as I say, it doesn't work for everybody, but for some people it's magic. Well, I'm all up for that. That's fantastic. But when it's most likely to be effect be effective is for vegetarians or vegans because um, just like it's hard to get really high quality protein from uh, a non-animal diet, it's hard to get high quality amino acids from a non-animal diet. And uh, so if you happen to be vegan, uh, I would definitely uh, bear in mind that you may be low on all the amino acids and you, you're almost certainly low on vitamin K2. You know, vitamin K2 is one of those crucial things. What like, is vitamin K2? Is that zinc? That's not zinc, is it? The only way you can get vitamin K2 is from grass-fed animal products. There's quite a lot of it in cheeses like Gouda or Edam. Okay, okay. Uh, if people look up vitamin K2, it's different to vitamin K1. Vitamin K1 is a blood clotting factor. Vitamin K2 is all about healthy teeth, the, mo the most important thing for teeth, I'd say. And it's vital for people who aren't eating grass-fed animal products. Now, some people say, well, I'm eating animal products, but are they grass-fed or have they been fed on grains or soya? Mm -hmm. Sort of big difference. Uh, this time of year, obviously, the animals are all eating loads of, loads of nice grass. You know, so K2, you'd be getting it in animal products, but uh, not, not so easy at the end of the year. Brilliant. God, blimey show. This really has been one brilliant show with literally every every product talked about. So we want to look at oregano oil. That's another thing. I've, I've literally, I'm writing a list. I'm compiling a list. Uh, let me say once more as, as a warning, be very careful with oregano oil. Let's say you've got a little bit on your finger and you rubbed your eye. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're going to want to... Yeah, if, if you ever got essential oil in your eye and one that burns badly like oregano oil, you would want to get some something like olive oil and pour it straight in your eye. Water makes it worse. You can't dilute oil with water. It makes it worse. But if you dilute it with more oil, then um, that will dilute the power immediately of the burning. Well, that's, of the thank you for oil. that, Clive. That's some amazing tip there. That is, that is a really good tip for people. Thank you. So be careful with your oregano. Are there, diff there, there must be different strengths of the oregano anyway, yes. isn't there? So. Uh, uh, you, yes, there, there are indeed. And you, you know, if, if it's full strength, you always dilute it down to something like 30% or something like and that. And your, your recommendation would be to dilute it down with, um, with coconut oil, yeah? Well, it, um, well, for the back, that seems to be a favourite. Um, okay. Yeah, but you you know you you can dilute it with any oil really. But coconut oil has a lot of brilliant properties in itself. Mm. Clive, that was brilliant. There's so much more. I've just got all these other questions that are going through, but um, I think I will save them for next week if that's okay. I wouldn't mind touching on distilled water. I know we did something with Murad a little while ago, but mentioning um, sorry with Mark Kent. Um, but I wouldn't mind talking about. Uh, distilled water, uh, colloidal silver, because colloidal silver has to be made with distilled water, doesn't it? That is absolutely correct. Right. OK. Yes. So I wouldn't mind touching on a few of those as well, if that's OK. Have you got anything coming up this week? Not that I'm aware of. No. 
Okay, so you've got your um, secret health club that people can join, and then you do an Ask Clive anything. Is that um, is it a one time? It's a one off one off um, membership. Obviously, do you have to do it like renew it each year? Um, how does it work? How does the how does the secret health club work for listeners who aren't? Yeah, if one wants to join it now, it costs. I think it's about seventy or something pounds to join it for a year. And you get okay. discounts on stuff, so it, it 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 generally proves to be quite valuable. The most important thing, really, is to get the information that a lot of the other platforms take down. Um, so uh, this is there. Everything that you need is there that that YouTube and all of the others won't show you and and delete. They can yeah, find I, I, it on the Secret Health Club. Yeah, clearly some of the others uh, are still you know, uh, got it up freely like brand YouTube. But who knows what's going to happen in the future, you know, whether, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know, but it it's a good reference site, you know, because the thing is, let's say, you know, you, you had back pain today, so you look up back pain online and there are going to be a million, a million remedies there. It's trying to figure out what's, what's the best one, is it? Yeah. You know, Castor oil can be really good. Turmeric can be great. Borax can be great. Vitamin C is fantastic for pain, inflammation. You know, so many things. But what I've tried to do on the Secret Health Club is to have an A to Z of topics where I've tried not to put too much information on, so it's confusing, but just try and um, put the important stuff on. You know, I've had people who've re really had amazing results very quickly. If, Usually it's about getting the dose right, and the dose is all, almost often so much more than people think. So it's trying to get access to the right information to know how how much of these things to take. So as you've discovered, sometimes you need much more than you'd you'd think. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Clive. It's um, you know what I I kind of struggle with a little bit is you know I can help you. Uh, a friend of mine. Bless her. She's the loveliest soul. Uh, she's really suffered all her life with cold sores. And they would go like around her nose. And she's now, they, they appeared last week all over her face. Like these lesions. And it looks, she sent me a photo and it looks horrendous. So I think I spoke to you about it, didn't I? And you said immediately... Uh, clean it with like colloidal silver on a pad and then immediately start taking huge, huge quantities of ENC, uh, vitamin C. So I put some in, uh, I, I gave her some of your stuff. Uh, I put some in a jar and I took it over to her, called in and saw her a few days later, jars unopened, sitting on the thing. She, you know, she's phoned the doctor and she's got some um, steroid cream. So what, what, what do you do? What do you do in these cases, Clive? Well, feel sorry for them, I guess. I don't know. It's it's such a shame that people don't realise the dangers of steroids. I mean, st steroids are massively dangerous uh, drugs. They're massively dangerous drugs and not to be advised long-term at all. In certain very short-term circumstances, people can get a lot of relief from it. But the answer it is, as you say, small but often doses of vitamin C. Uh, as a good start, um, you know, probably vitamin D. I mean, there are a num number of things we could go, go into it at another time, but it's 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 a shame, you know. But you know, you're not a doctor, 
who's been studying how to poison people with a professional license for five years or more. You're just somebody who, yeah. who knows solutions that actually work as opposed to drugs. Yes. That giving. I'm like a tried and tested customer of these things. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Clive. So um, we'll be back next week, as always. Um, if you're liking what we're doing, please take a look at the website, lukeonnens.uk, and you can support us there. And Clive's website at clivedecarl.com, and not to forget about the Secret Health Club. Uh, we've got a link to Clive's shop and website on the front page of my website. So thank you so much. I will hopefully get to speak to Dolores Carhill this week, and um, we'll take it from there. Clive, any last words? Uh, yes, don't panic. Stay calm. And uh, yeah, avoid doctors like the plague. Exactly. And take probiotics. Well, it can be a very important thing. I mean, uh, just briefly, do you know about the Volvo factory? The Volvo factory gave a large number of their employees uh, one type of probiotic and uh, cut their rate of illness by half. Wow. Eddie, quickly, very quick, we're never going to finish the show. What's the best form of probiotics? Well, one could say that they would be ones you fermented yourself at home, taking fresh vegetables and uh, fermenting them using water and salt and uh, keep, keeping them in the dark with, with a lid tightly on for a few days. Um, there's John Bergman has made a wonderful video called Fermentation, which in half an hour shows everybody exactly how to do it. It's wonderfully simple. So that'd be one way. Um, shortly on my website, we'll actually have uh, a very special blend of probiotics for those people who don't like eating fermented foods like sauerkraut or something. And um, I would say that everybody has a damaged gut lining where the bacteria has been damaged by, you know, drugs and preservatives in food and from drugs from the doctors and so on. Pretty much everybody's got a damaged gut and probiotics can do a great job, just like fulvic minerals can, of restoring the balance. And 80% um, plus of your immune system is in the gut. So taking a probiotic, particularly if you've ever had a doctor's drug ever, or even worse, had an antibiotic, then probiotics can be really incredibly important and you can make them stronger Let's say, let's say you buy one that's in a capsule. You could get like a banana, if you like a banana, uh, and you could mush it, the, open it up, mush the powder into the banana and leave it at room temperature for, for uh, a while. Uh, or you could you know, put it in yogurt and leave it at room temperature for a, a few hours maybe. And the probiotics, which, which are alive but dormant, will start coming alive and growing and maybe multiply tenfold maybe just by mixing it with a food that they can get to grips with and start eating and combining with and growing from you know, just like a mold would grow yes uh, yes you know, same same sort of idea okay so you can right. money that way that's fantastic we will do more of this next week and i don't th i think i like these i like these more of like no structure let me and you just chat and i'll just fire things at you so I think we'll do more of the same of this for next week. Um, that's it, guys. Thank you so much. Clive, any particular song? Should we play out with an Eric Clapton tune? Yeah. 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 Yeah
<laughs> yes, why not? Let's do it. This is for you, Eric, Captain. Bye, guys.
Bye.